You're listening to Delightfully Dimwitted, brought to you by TNT. Taylor, how are you this week? So great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Did you have a good uh, week last week? Yeah. I had a great week. Did you do anything fun and exciting? Mm -hmm. Did you have any dimwit moments? Probably, but none that I can think of because they just always occur, you know? Right. Not one stands out from the rest. Right. It's uh, it's hard to top my stupid exercise dimwit moment from last week. At least you got exercise out of it, though, you know? Explain something to me because I don't understand. People have said to me for years, Mm -hmm. they've said, Tara, get up in the morning, exercise first thing. It's going to give you so much energy. It's going to let out your endorphins. You're going to have energy for hours and hours. And what I say to them is go fuck yourself because that's not true for me. When I exercise, all I want to do after I exercise is lay down mm-hmm. and take a 27-hour nap. <laughs> well, that's what's funny is I find when, when I work out in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted for the rest of the day. Exactly. But... Thank you for proving my when, point. When I work out in the evening, mm-hmm. I can't get to sleep later that night. Like, it it almost does give me more energy for whatever reason. What it does is it increases your heart rate, which makes it harder for you to go to sleep. Because that's what exercise does. It increases your, your heart rate. But then why wouldn't it do that for you in the morning? I'm opposite. I just feel like for me, though I am walking, but not at a brisk pace. I just want to reiterate that. You can still talk. Yeah, I can like, still talk. My blood pressure goes from ninety to like hundred and eleven. Most people, when they, I when work that hard. Yeah, yours is probably at like one thirty, one forty. You're like pushing it. Me, one sixty. And I, we're at. Oh, I have to get up there. Right, but I'm but, sweating. But after I got you're, sweat, you you're sweat? tired. No, I don't. No, that's mm. unless it's hot outside. No, I don't. No. Mm. I don't think it's worth it if you're not sweating after it, a workout. It's it's worth it because at least my body is getting exercise. Right. I might not be burning the calories you're doing. I might not be working on my heart the way I should be. That's what medicine's for later on in life, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, sure. But really, but you're tired after you work out. So I am, but not not in the evening. That's what's so weird is then I can't get to sleep. Although I think I just have an issue with sleep. This is part of your restless leg syndrome, my dear. I, I, I have medicine I, for I that. I got medicine for it. That's right. <laughs> so that that's not part of it. But I think it's just that has to do with anxiety. Did you have a lot of anxiety this week? I always have anxiety. I know. I just think one day I'm going to ask you. One week I'm going to ask you. You'll be like, no, I was flat high. I feel great. <sighs> That's the dream. The so, freaking dream. Anxiety is, I mean, exercise is supposed to help anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think it does in the moment it, it because your heart focused. rate, yeah, you're focused on like, I'm freaking exhausted. Mm-hmm. You're not focusing on the other things. Yeah. But I think a lot of my anxiety, especially as of late, is probably because I'm not working. Mm. And then 
this is a job, not that we're getting paid for right. it. It's a fun job. Yeah. No, this is fun. Exactly. Right. But it's not, yeah, it's not a paying job. And I think when I'm working, I think, oh, I'm I'm great at my job. And you like, are great at your job. See? You, you work t- for me. You tell me that I'm great at my you job. You are. Right? But then when I don't have a job, especially for an extended period of time, I kind of think maybe I'm not that great at my job. So it's like this imposter, imposter syndrome where I'm like, Maybe I just think that I'm good at it, but I'm not really. You know what I mean? You feel like that. But you other, feel maybe like- other people can't see it. But how can we not see it? We're the one who's telling you. Right. But then why Why am I having issues then getting, um, getting work? Because you, you haven't applied anywhere? But I have. Have you gotten interviews? Yeah, I had one interview. How did that go? Terrible. Why? And I, I practiced. Okay. And I was re- for days. I mean, for days, I was. I had to read the company culture, and I wrote notes on it. I read it like three times because I knew they were going to ask about it, and right. I was like ready for every question. And I was thinking, all right, if they ask me about a weakness, I'm going to tell them this. And you know, well, I had I, all I'm these- just curious. What is your weakness? I had it all written down. It was funny. It was like a script. It was like, <laughs> it was like one of those things with arrows. And you're like, if they say this, you're going to say this. It didn't go that way. She was all business. Okay. So, and what's funny is too, I think because I haven't had a lot of interviews because mm. I usually get jobs by knowing people, by knowing people. Right. So they know my work ethic and then I don't really have to interview with people right. because it's like, Hey, this person's good. You're going to use them. Right. That's how I ended up meeting you. Right. And you knew that I had a good work yep. the, from working with other people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to interview. And when I have interviewed, I've talked about from where I've started in terms of work, Okay, where I'm a production assistant. Mm-hmm. And I realized with this job, because they were looking for someone higher in production, they don't like, care about It didn't occur to me until after, oh, I shouldn't have been talking about everything from the start because who gives a shit? But I did. And she she quickly was like, I want to hear about your work in game shows as a production manager. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll tell you everything. Right. But she's talent acquisition who probably doesn't know too much about the production world Mm -hmm. so when i'm saying things like oh yeah i work with the crew i do this i do this she's like do you do this this and this yeah i do but i i didn't outright say it because i'm like if you worked in it you would know that that comes with the job job. right yes and at one point she uh, asked me a question and i had this what i thought was a really great answer yeah yeah and it, it took this long story i shit you not I'm a minute into this story, getting to the point, right. and she's like, uh, Taylor, this is a very long story, and we have limited time, so I kind of get the point. It was so abrupt, I was taken aback, and I was like, oh my god. I just don't think she was a good interviewer. But maybe she is. What's funny is part of their company culture right. was direct communication. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was direct. I know. I thought about that after. I didn't get the job. They said they went in another direction. And I don't I know thought, why they say that. Just say they hired somebody else. Right. Because they didn't like you. Yeah. Or she didn't think I was the right fit. But it's like, oh, how can I prove to you that I'm the right fit in a 30-minute conversation? I think you stop caring. When you interview somebody in person, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're listening to what they have to say, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to get their vibe. 
will they fit in here? Mm -hmm. Can I mold them if I need to? Right. I look for that. Do they have common sense? Just what common sense do they have that can get through? I'm not hiring a doctor. I don't need to know the education of them. Mm -hmm. You know, for what we do, you just need to be smart. You need to be conscientious and you need to have common sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm not a great interviewer. Mm -hmm. The difference is I don't care. I get the job. I get the job. You either get me or you don't. If you don't get me, odds are I would not fit in here and I would not be happy. Yeah, it's true. My mom always said, just be you. She hated interviews. And when she would have to hire people for her company, she would take them to lunch. And it was just getting to know the person. Right. Yeah. Like, she just wants to see, are we going to mesh well? Right. Right. Which I like. Well, if you think about it, you have your staple questions that they are asked. What is your greatest weakness? What is your greatest strength? These are all bullshit questions. Yeah. Because anybody with common sense would make this shit up prior. Right. You just think of good answers. You just think of good answers. Doesn't necessarily mean it's right. I've hired people that had all the right answers and they were the worst. And by the way, I feel like we've both. We have. And they haven't been everything they said they were. They weren't. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're just a big fat liar. Same thing with references. Yeah. They give their references. Right. Exactly. So I don't understand I, that. that. And that's the key is when you get to the point where you're in my position, you're like, oh, where have you worked? Sure, send me your references. And then I look for who we know in common that mm. are not on the reference list. And I call them smart. And they'll say. People they don't have written down. Right. I like that. No, I will say, I will give you everybody because I'll be like, this one will say this, this one will say this, this one like, well, they won't hire me if you talk to him, but but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I mean, I've, I've tanked them. Going in, I'm like, oh, this is a great interview. Coming out, I hear, hear through the grapevine, they're like, well, I get a lot. You're too familiar with people. Hmm. I'm too comfortable Oh. Because I walk in not caring, and I'm like, I'm going to treat you like I treat your secretary outside right. or your assistant outside. Like, you're no different. Yeah. I don't care if you have a VP or an EVP. You're not a kiss president. ass. I'm not a kiss ass. But and I that's like the that. problem. You like that. Yeah. But when people are hiring people, they want to know they're going to hire somebody who's going to work for them, not question them, mm-hmm. and treat them like they're on a pedestal, not... That yeah, they're not equals. But there's a balance. Yeah, you don't want, 100%. You don't want to interview someone who just seems like they don't even want to be on a call with you. Right. And that they don't even want the job. True. Right? Right. So you have to act like, I do want it. Right. But it's not going to kill me. Like, I'm not desperate for I'm it. I'm not desperate for the job. It's such a... It's so difficult. Yeah. It, it Interviewing, which is why, you know, there are consultants, people who specifically job are to consult people on how to be a good interviewer Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's basically how to be a good bullshit artist right that's what it is yeah or a good speaker really a a good speaker i have not checked any of those boxes terrible speaking when it's unfamiliar when it's someone unfamiliar i get really nervous and that's part of your anxiety and in your self let's talk about people like me yeah, stop. I just want people stop. to like me. Stop. People will start liking you when you stop caring if they like you. This is why why girls always go for the bad boys. Yeah, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's reverse psychology. Yeah. I know nothing about psychology. I feel like that's right, though. I feel like what I said was correct. That is. I'm not sure. It feels right. So how is your self-esteem? 
Mm. Apparently, it's not great. Well, I mean, it depends. When I'm working with you, Mm -hmm. you boost my self-esteem, right? If you surround yourself with someone that's like, you're great. You are great. You're so good at this. Right. Then your self-esteem is through the roof. But if you're around people that don't know you, Mm -hmm. it's like you have to show them that you're great. And then it starts making you doubt yourself. I need, and I don't know how to do it, for you to understand that you are spectacular. Mm-hmm. No, you are. Podcast aside, forget this shit. I don't care if these people are listening. I need to have a special off moment with you. My mom tells me too. All the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Hmm. I don't know if it'll work for you. And I want you to try it. I don't want you to laugh. And I and I think I've had this conversation with you before. Years ago when I was in my 20s and I had just moved out to Los Angeles and I was so happy. There was there were moments that I had very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You having to do with my appearance more so than I mean, I knew I was good. I knew I was a hard worker. It wasn't that. It was it was my self-esteem for with, outer for, for beauty. outer beauty. Okay. And I read a whole bunch of books, Buddhist books. Seven Spiritual Laws by Deepak Chopra. I love that book. That was the best book I've ever written. I got to find that book. It's there's seven spiritual laws. And if you can follow those laws, your life gets increasingly better. And it's like a mixture, I think, of like Hinduism and Buddhism. It's fantastic. Highly recommend. Bless your heart, Deepak, if you're still alive. Shout out. Hashtag. I don't know what any of this means. Deepak Chopra. And I decided to, if I look in the mirror, literally in the mirror, Every single day, when I wake up in the morning and before I go to bed, and I say, you know what? You are pretty, and you have something to offer, and et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and you do it twice a day, and you have to do it by looking in the mirror, Mm -hmm. and you do it for as long as it takes for you to start believing it. What if you don't start believing it? Then you're not doing it long enough. It's a great exercise. If you expect that it's going to change in a week, it's not. This is not, oh, it's going to take three weeks. It's not, there's no time limit on it. Right. It's you making that moment, that those two moments in the morning and at night, physically looking in the mirror mm-hmm. at yourself. I had to do it when I was naked. It was very awkward. I was a lot younger. <laughs> Boobs still sag. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago. But it actually started to work. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where like I walked out and I held my shoulders back and I felt confident because I felt like I looked confident because someone, myself, which is the most important person Mm -hmm. to tell you, is that I was beautiful inside. So if you can do that, I want to see. I know you're rolling your eyes at me. I'm not. I'll try it. I'll try it. Trying it means you have to stick with it. This is not... I'll stick with if it. If it takes a year, it takes a year. If it takes two, it takes two. So I just have to do it... Twice a day. Okay. Just look in the mirror. And what you need to say is specifically, what do you feel self-conscious about? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to say to yourself while you're looking in the mirror. So what would yours be? It has to do with work. Okay. So what would that be? I am good enough. People want to hire me okay you gotta make it up i i I don't have enough time to figure it out in my my head like i gotta i gotta take a moment to think about it but we can work on it off air if you deserve a good job Yeah, you do deserve a good job Mm -hmm. 
So Taylor, why don't we, I think last episode, we started talking about passing stuff on to our children mm-hmm. and we mentioned entitlement, like children's entitlement and mm-hmm. hover parenting. Mm-hmm. You don't have any kids yet, do you? Not yet. I'm wondering what your dimwit moment will be with kids. Mm-hmm. I have so many every day. I'm like the worst parent ever. I'm not. I'm very self-aware. I'm actually a great parent. But I have those moments where I have mom fails. Mm-hmm. You know what a mom fail is? You're yeah. going to have a hundred of them. Oh, I guarantee sure. it. Absolutely. Do you ever remember as a child your mother having any dimwit mom fails? <laughs> she's she's the our one listener. So this is all for you, Andrea. If she I mean she probably had a bunch of moments, but none that you remember as an adult, fantastic, my child's gonna forget all of them. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. She always gave support with school. It was never like you need straight A's, mm-hmm. you know? There wasn't Pressure. Pressure. No yeah. pressure from your mom. No, not... So that was a mom win, not a mom fail. I think so. Yeah. I feel like that's probably how I'll want a parent. It's not like this crazy mm-hmm. pressure to get straight A's. Achieve. Yeah, to achieve. But also, like, I don't know. I don't know if I was just built with this, like, competitive nature. Because mm-hmm. I've always yes, been into sports. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do well on my own without someone saying you have to do well. That's your independence right there. Yeah. So I think maybe I had that and she knew that I had that. So she just kind of trusted me to do it on my own rather than her have to get involved. Mm-hmm. You don't, you do not treat Kai like that, do you? As far as grades, I've told him, I don't care what you get as long as you study and you try. Mm-hmm. The problem is he doesn't study and he tr- he doesn't try and then he fails. Mm-hmm. I got a problem with that. Yeah. Because when he does study and he does do the work, he'll do well. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Yeah. So that's when I get on him. He's like, I did the best I can. Uh, no, you didn't. That is not your best. I know your best. I will ride you like a rented mule, mm-hmm. boy, until you do your best. And do your best means just do the work. Right. I was not an A student. I don't expect my child to get all A's. Mm-hmm. He's not academic. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it. He is an artist, mm-hmm. right? He's he's an artist. He's right brain, clever not left brain. Too. He's, he's clever. clever. He's an artist. So he, as long as he has common sense, I'm fine. And I tell him all the time, you don't have to go to college. You just, just it's fine. Mm-hmm. You just find your thing but he has failed he he like or he'll he'll i'll look at his test and it's an f i'm like hey bud did you just guess at all these answers because you studied did you guess well everybody else was finished i'm like what the fuck what the fuck i don't give a shit if everybody else was finished i do not care brother do the work mm-hmm. Do the work. If right. it takes you twice as long, it takes you twice. You have that ability in school because you have a special. He has a 504 plan for his ADHD because it's hard for him to focus. Yeah. So he has a ability. Use it. Yeah. That's what I ride him on. Mm-hmm. His just the effort level. But I think it's a boy thing too. Boys are a little, oh, never use the word lazy when it comes to your child. You know how many people said that to me? Fuck you people. My kid's lazy. I'm sorry. He is. He I doesn't was, want to do the work. I was lazy too when it came to schoolwork. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do it. Because you didn't like it. You yeah, didn't want to like do it. My kid, you know what my kid talks about? Dodgeball. It's his favorite thing in the world. Dodgeball. You love dodgeball. Love dodgeball. And that's his thing. Loved handball. He gets in the car. He goes, Mom, 
best day of my life, buddy. Oh, I gotta tell you what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Combo. Dodgeball. He got out. And then the third graders and the eighth graders. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anything? Yeah. Did you learn anything in school today, buddy? Anything? Maybe in math class? Maybe science? Well, there's an Oreo project. I'm like, what the Ooh. fuck am I paying for? You're doing a project with Oreos? I gotta stop you from eating fucking shit, bro. My kid. I love my kid. He's, he likes to eat. He likes to eat. He's getting a little on the hefty side. I'm sorry. I love my child. He is getting... I worry about his but health. he's 11. He is 11 and he'll, he'll fin out. I was hefty at 11. Here's the problem. You were hefty at 11, but did your mother make you desserts? Talk about when we go failed. to fast food. Oh, no, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that. You know, my grandparents would pick me up from school. Mm-hmm. My grandpa would have Carl's Jr. Fries... Like in the car for me. Oh, well, he sounds like it was so wonderful. Well, it's a lovely thought, but that that's a dimwit shit right yeah. there. That's we so had a bad. candy drawer at home. I if you turn around, you see the candy shelf. I do, but it is locked. <laughs> yes, it is locked because my kid has impulse control problems, and in the middle of the night, he'll go in and eat everything. Oh, that's why that I have too. to lock it. But. What I did, stupid, I, I talk about a dimwit, duh moment last week. Mm-hmm. And until my friend mentioned it to me, I, I'm on Weight Watchers, as you know. Mm-hmm. I go, my kid wants something special for dessert. We have dessert. I'm Italian. I grew up with it. Dessert every night in the house. Uh-huh. As long as he doesn't eat shit during the day, he gets dessert at night. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a pie my mother used to make me. It was a chocolate pudding pie. Yeah. Graham cracker crust, chocolate pudding, layered inside, don't say yuck, bananas. Oh, <laughs> Why would I say yuck? I don't know. People hate that bananas. That delicious. Topped with, not whipped cream, but good old-fashioned Cool Whip. I like Cool Whip. Yeah, I'm cool, in Cool great. Whip. So I made I'd rather the- whipped cream rather than real stuff, but all right. Okay. So you got lazy. I I didn't get lazy. I actually like the flavor of Cool Whip. I'm not on Weight <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting to eat it because I'm on Weight Watchers, but I made the graham cracker crust from scratch with mm-hmm. the graham crackers, did the whole thing, butter, Real nice, right? Yeah. So when I was at the store and I bought that chocolate pudding, because I did not make it myself, I used it out of the box. Yeah. I bought sugar-free, fat-free chocolate pudding for me. So, so I you can, can enjoy it. So I can enjoy sure. it. Right? Yeah. Brilliant. And I'm like, well, I literally in the store thought, well, I'm going to get the fat-free sugar for, for me because I'm on a diet and I, I don't need the calories. Uh-huh. I could... I'm going to get him the regular because it'll taste better. And I want him to have the full experience. Yeah. Well, if you're going to make the graham cra- cracker crust. I'm going to do it all, right? Yeah, what's the point? And so I make it. And my friend said to me, you're complaining that your child is getting hefty. But you're feeding it But I'm feeding it. it to him. Why wouldn't you just get him the fat-free, sugar-free? And I go, well, it tastes different. And she goes, are you listening to yourself? And I go, yes, I am. And I'm the dumbest fucking person on earth. <laughs> I, because it doesn't taste that different. Right. Like, she's like, it doesn't no, matter. It's still it. good. Yeah, but I get it because my mom says that my grandma used to be an amazing cook when they were younger because mm-hmm. she wouldn't use the fat-free stuff. She right. would use all the good stuff. Now, right. because she's been on Weight Watchers and that's everything's fat-free. Right. Every, it, I can't believe it's not butter. Okay, I, I won't go that far. That's right. ridiculous. But it makes it taste terrible. Right. In the end. So, yeah, in this case, like, maybe f- sugar-free, fat-free pudding still tastes good. It does. Because you still have the graham cracker and stuff. Yes. But I, I get it because you're like, why am I going to – I can't cheap it out, you know? But I should have because as a parent – Well, it would have been better have, had you just been like, I'm going to give you some pudding with some Cool Whip. 
and no graham cracker. Okay. Again, mom fell. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> Still something sweet. And honestly, I could have gotten like Cool Whip, but I know that tastes different than regular. Yeah, it was just a fail across the board. It's yeah. tough being a bomb. It yeah. is. It's tough being a mom. You're going to get there. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to want to make all the things that my mom made for me. Right. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I wish my kid ate cheese. I love grilled. I'm like, I'll... Chicken fingers. Well, as long as they're fresh and not shit from the frozen market. No, my mom would get them from like uh, Gelson's and they'd be the delicious fried ones and then like the potato wedges with it from the hot section. Okay. So good. So just all... Oh, wait, oh, hold on. I just want to be clear. Like, she's like, no, the good stuff from Gelson's. Just meaning it's more expensive, but doesn't no, meaning it's, it's higher chicken. quality. It's real chicken. Is it real chicken or is it is it chicken parts? Are you sure it's real chicken? Is it's it like, chicken. okay. Yeah. Like Chick-fil-A chicken where it's, it's real, a full piece of yes. chicken. Actual tenders, like chicken breast cut. Are we almost out of time? We are, but man, do I want to talk about your expensive taste in Whole Foods versus Gelson's versus Viarda or Super King. I'm just going to leave you with this, guys. Taylor has a huge problem. She would like to have you think it's because she has expensive taste, but really what it has to do with, she's fucking lazy and doesn't (laughs) want to go to a supermarket that's farther away from her house. Yeah. But I'm just going to leave you with this. She shops at Whole Foods. Because it's walking distance. It's walking distance. But it is so expensive And we're going to talk about that dimwit moment when we were making cheese on our next episode. So, everyone, I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Don't forget to follow us at Delfully Dimwit, spelled D-E-L-F-U-L-L-Y, Dimwit. If you don't know how to spell Dimwit, you are one. Please follow us on Twitter and hashtag or do what that social media stuff has you do to make us get followers. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Don't forget to embrace the duh.